Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, and we're delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. You know, whether you're a parent, grandparent, caregiver, teacher, coach, neighbor, or friend, we can collectively create confident kids. They are our future, and we have a responsibility to do our part to inspire, motivate, and encourage our children. And our renowned expert, Linda Dyer, joining us today from Australia, will continue with this very special series, Create Confident Kids. And Linda's motto, you can make it happen now. And she lives this every day through writing, training, coaching, and teaching her material. And whether teaching visualization, anchoring positive, confident moments, building rapport, positive language, reframing, clearing negative or limiting beliefs, her work is absolutely transformative and touched the lives of everyone who has the privilege of taking advantage of her training and workshops and coaching. What is so amazing is that Linda inspires us to arm ourselves with the most up-to-date tools to be confident and empowered and in control of our own lives and to learn how to encourage the same behaviors in our children and by gaining awareness and understanding of how kids operate, we can assist and guide them on their journey. Linda has worked with children for over 50 years. She's an award-winning, number one, international best-selling author, including the book, You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. Linda is a certified neuro-linguistic programmer, certified NLP trainer, transformational coach, trainer, and master of matrix therapies, registered trainer, member of the NLPAA, TEDx speaker, happiness is a choice. And Linda was one of 58 people filmed for The Secret Movie because she applies her material to her own life and Linda healed herself from a debilitating disease. Uh, she is also a global humanitarian, and we are so pleased to have Linda Dyer joining us today on our very special show, a continuation in the series, Create Confident Kids, and today we're going to be focusing on communication. Welcome, Linda, to our show. Oh, thank you, Jane. What a wonderful, I mean, a Gosh, that's an entrance beyond the entrance. (laughs) I think, Linda, uh, we don't really realize how much we impact others. And Mm -hmm. I must share with our listeners that I've read your book and it is absolutely 
fantastic, spectacular, and I recommend it to our listeners around the world as we encourage, inspire, and support children in being the best who the, of who they can be and for us to be the best uh, for ourselves as well. Mm. Well, thank you. I think um, when part of this message is, is about training the adult so that the adult can inspire the child. And that was what I wanted to do. Yes. So, Linda, can you just give us kind of an overview of where we are now, what we shared in that first segment, because listeners can tune in on demand. What will be the focus for today and perhaps in the next upcoming session to show the continuity of our shows on creating confident kids? Yes. Um, in the first session, we talked about creating confident kids and the processes around that. So we talked a little bit about anxiety. We talked about the pressures of today's life and what kids are going through. We talked about the limiting beliefs that are set up from a very early age. We talked about the way we program. Um, we are programmed. So those first seven years that everything's imprinted by adults, by partners, by um, grandparents, by teachers, and so we don't really have a choice of what goes into our subconscious mind uh, that's being developed. And then when we start to say, but why, but why, um, that's when we start to think and we start to answer mum and dad back. <laughs> yes. They don't always like that. <laughs> yes. um, then the socialisation process, you know, why can that kid do something different to me? Why? You know, and also what values am I keeping from my upbringing and what values do I want to let go of? So there's um, a whole lot of controversy happens in that socialization. And Linda, it's so important to really become more consciously aware and really rethink mm -hmm. and change those old beliefs and patterns that we've, you know, automatically uh, adopted that we live by that really create a lot of problems for us and our children. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, you know, sometimes you, when I was learning this, I thought, I wish I could have my son over again. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or well, if I knew this, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you so much for all the work that you do. And I would like for you to just tell us what inspired you to write this, uh, in your book, in this, this eighth chapter uh, called Create Confident Kids. Your book. Well, I was one of seven children for a start, and so we had to communicate. We were a very close family, and we had to communicate effectively, and we probably learned a lot from each other um, as a kid growing up on a farm. And um, I would, you know, then when I had my own child, I would started to raise um, uh, sports camps for children where they could you know, learn different things and, and I learned a lot from what I was doing because the kids taught me, you know, about the 20-minute that they have a 20-minute concentration span. Well, I really don't think that that changes. <laughs> yes. I think most of us adults have a 20-minute concentration span. So I started these. My son said to me, why do we have to keep going to that tennis camp or that basketball camp or that in the school holidays. And I said, well, he said, what about we have a camp where you can do everything? And I said, oh, I could do that. And I said it so quickly it made my head spin and I set them up and, oh, my gosh, talk about popular. I ran them for 14 years mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. with over 50 kids a day and it was called Kids Camp and they could come and, of course, I was learning NLP at the time and I could practice all those skills with these children and learn from the children how they communicated and how I could change the way they thought and make it more positive and teach them how they could go and do something even though they may have been taught previously that that wasn't possible. Oh, wonderful. Such a wealth of experience. And we're grateful to your son (laughs) for his inspiration. Can you just share briefly, what is NLP for listeners who really don't know what that really is all about? It's called Neuro Linguistic Programming. So what we do is we learn about neuro, which is the brain and the mind, Um It's like the brain is the engine and the mind is the function, two functions that we have, the unconscious mind being all we have as a baby um, growing up until we're um, about seven. And then we start to answer back from seven to 14. We start saying, but why, why, why? And we start, even though we don't really know the answers to that, we still take on board Everything, and that's why we sleep so much as a, a baby and a small child, is because where the brain and the mind are growing so quickly, the neurons and the dendrites, which are the patterns of behaviour that you create, um, and then from fourteen to twenty-one, how we socialise, and we start thinking about what did I learn as a child growing up, and which which part of that do I want to keep, and which part of that do I want to let go of, because that doesn't suit me. Like if I've got a negative parent, do I want to be negative? Um, If my parents always, you know, concentrate on their past rather than looking forward, do I want that? How can we better communicate so that I can start to be different myself? So Mm. children will challenge, and and John Martini says, children will challenge their parents. That's their job to keep them on top of things. So... Yeah, I think they do a good job. <laughs> which is which is why we should be in a state of uh, learning, ongoing learning yeah. and becoming more aware of ourselves as yeah. we relate and communicate with our children. Linda, with all of your work and wealth of experience and in, in the in your kids camp and all the work that you've done, yeah. what challenges uh uh did you experience in working with the children? In the um, earlier stages and how, how you know, just kind of share with us. Because I know uh, with the variety of children you work with and in the kids' camps, what were some of the challenges for you? Well, I, I went to um, university um, in Oregon and I did two degrees in uh, recreation, administration and education because I w- always wanted to teach. And when I came back, um, that's... You know, I did a lot of work around, and and of course, before I went there, I worked with 108 kids in a home by the beach at Manly, and I was sometimes the only staff member. (laughs) So when I went to America and they were teaching me that the staff ratio should be one on 12, it was just, (laughs) what the? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But not in Australia. I mean, it is now, but it wasn't then. (laughs) So I was not quite often noted to be the, the, the Pied Piper because I'd have 100 
either going across to the beach and having fun. And so I made all the muck up. I had to learn. I, the kids taught me. I made all the muck ups, uh, captains of teams and made the teams into families. And I had a lot of kids that were Indigenous. I had a lot of kids that um, had health problems, uh, big health problems that were brought down from the country uh, within a radius of 300 miles to have their health sorted out. So there were a lot of challenges, absolutely a lot of challenges. Um, yes. But as I said, the kids taught me a lot. Uh, I remember two little girls that had to, they had their leg amputated and um, one was black and one was white and they looked at each other when the legs came back and they were both white and I went, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wow. But, you what? know, they, they were really wonderful. They'd laugh and they just became the best of friends and, yeah. And, you know, working with diverse children speaks volumes mm. to your experience. Mm. And, Linda, many children and, adult, and adults are experiencing higher levels of fear and anxiety because of the last two years, you know, creating ongoing family challenges. Do you have any mm. recommendations to get through this? Yes, I think what we're talking about today is absolutely ideal for this. I mean, I, I have in my previous show with you talked about anxiety and how easy it is for us to do a little exercise to um, remove anxiety. However, I think if you go into the, into the nuts and bolts of it, the first one is getting into rapport with your child. Now, rapport means we act like the child, we speak like the child, um, we talk like the child and we ask great questions to the child. So we quite often think we're right. And you know what? The thing is, the child's right too. Because as I said in that programming, they've only got what they learnt. So they're coming to you from what they know. So we've got to understand that. And maybe you're a visual, which I'll go into in a minute. But if you're a visual and you see things... Maybe your child doesn't. Maybe the child's copied the your partner's representational system and they are a kinesthetic, a deep kinesthetic like my son was, and everything is felt. So he doesn't see things. He doesn't see the mess in his room like I did being a visual. He felt mm. how awful it was if I ever got uh, raised my voice or all I had to do I, when I learnt this was all I had to do was touch him and say, hey, dinner's on the table, and he'd come straight away. No yelling required. <laughs> mm, interesting. It's, you know, so learning how to get into rapport with your child, because you know what? Every argument that happens in between children, in between parents and children, is from the lack of rapport. Yes. So if we don't, we need to listen to our child and learn how they communicate, and I'll go through that after the break. Uh, learn how they communicate and then speak to them because they are in control. When you decide that you're in control, you are you are saying, I'm right, you're wrong. Well, do you think the child feels that or not? Of course they do. And so that's why as an adult, I have to remove their limiting beliefs because they don't feel good enough. They don't feel worthy. They weren't worthy of you even listening to them. Yeah. So it's really important that we start to sit the child down and listen to their words, ask better questions, hear what they have to say, 
And then, oh, my gosh, it's a totally different, calm scene. I love that because most of the times parents, teachers, you know, we're, we're trying to feel in control and do what I say and all of that. And so I think uh, rapport, we know that rapport is essential in communication. Yes. And we really appreciate you sharing that. And then as you talked about, you know, being visual and, you know, kind of aesthetic, you know, looking at how that impacts how we establish rapport. I like for us to continue more uh, uh, conversation about uh, the importance of rapport, and perhaps you can, you know, share some more specific uh, uh, techniques or tools, and also about learning styles, uh, yes. which is so important. So, right now we're ready for a quick uh, commercial break. So, for our listeners, don't go away. You don't want to miss this next segment with our amazing guest, Linda Dyer joining us today from Australia with a continuation on our very special series, Create Confident Kids, with a focus on communicating effectively with our children. Linda is a number one international best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids, and I highly recommend this book. Linda is a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, and master trainer of Matrix Theories, a global humanitarian. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love. 
Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light Living in the spirit of love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our renowned guest and expert, Linda Dyer from Australia with a continuation of our very special series, Create Confident Kids, author of many number one international award-winning best-selling books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids. Linda is a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, master trainer of matrix therapies, and a global humanitarian. On our show today, Create Confident Kids, a continuation of the series with the focus today on communicating effectively with kids. So, Linda, thank you so much. We love to continue with our discussion about rapport and learning style, so take it away. 
Okay, great. So rapport, as I said, is the most important. And rather than standing up and yelling at a child that's smaller than you, getting to their eye level, sitting with them is just so important. And the next thing is about working out how do they represent the world. We have a representational system. Um, Some of us are visual. We need to see things to make it happen. And those people, like I'm sitting here on radio moving my hands, that's what a visual does. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. um, a kinesthetic is a touchy-feely person, and every one of your ADHD children, autistic children, will be kinesthetic. They'll be touchy-feely. So um, they want to sit on your lap they or not, or they want you to touch them. All you have to do is touch their shoulder in order for them to come and do whatever it is you want them to do. Um, but they also take a little bit longer to absorb things because they absorb things in their solar plexus and they take a little bit longer. But when they've made up their mind, it's really important. Um, the auditories need to hear you. So, And once they've heard you and they're the kids that when they go to school, they hardly write any notes because they think once they've heard it, they've got it. Um, the AD child is the child that um, sees everything in stats, Everything's important, and these are quite often copied from a grandparent or a parent. So your child, the reason why you may argue with your child is because they may have copied your husband or your grand, your parents um, the way they represent the world. And so all of a sudden, because they don't represent the world the way you do, there becomes a controversy of communication. So it's up to you as the adult. Remember, the child is always in the lead when we communicate. I know that's tough for a lot of you to hear, but it's true. If you want to communicate effectively, make sure the child is in the lead and then you follow the child's lead. Learn what a kinesthetic, a touchy-feely person does. Learn what an auditory person does and how they are probably the most least represented people on the planet because they never feel like they're being heard. Mm. Um, The ADs, they grow up to be accountants and lawyers and doctors and however they don't have, you know, they don't have touchy-feely emotions and sometimes that can drive a parent crazy because all they want to know is the facts and they go and read a lot of books and they get all the research and I made um, cakes for some um, OCD children that I work with And one boy, rather than say, oh, that was lovely, thank you, he said, oh, these are nice. Now I'll show you how to make them better next time. (laughs) (laughs) And he he listed all the facts on what I could do with a child. (laughs) And that's what an AD, and I just laugh because that's what an AD child will do. You'll get the facts put back at you. So just understand that. And then when you speak to that child, you say, you know what? I did what you suggested and I moved my hand in like a line as if I'm giving them little bits of points and and I'll say thank you for that. I always say thank you to people that give me a response because that I've learned today from you. So thank you very much. I may not do it. However, I'm always grateful for their input. And so out of the visual. Self-esteem yeah. seems like, uh, you know, that you're not putting them down or this is what I said or this is what you need to do. I think you're welcoming their opinion, which enhances self-esteem and increase rapport. Yes. Otherwise, you're just always right. Mm-hmm. The child then doesn't come to you mm-hmm. for any any ideas. 
you'll start seeing that they don't bother. I don't, they don't bother. They go to their rooms, close the door. And you've now got a problem child who suffers from a sort of a low-grade anxiety that can lead to other stuff because they don't feel heard. They don't feel like they're in, their opinion counts. They don't feel um, like they have an, a, an opinion at all, really. And so they just – and then they go to school and the teacher might be the same. The teacher might tell them what to do. So all of a sudden they're in a world of domination rather than a world of how would you do that? Mm-hmm. What great ideas do you have to make that better like I did with that child? And he said, well, I'd actually dunk the child. The, the coconut slice in the complete chocolate. So there's chocolate all the way around. And I said, of course you would, you're a child. You'd love all that chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. And, of course, that was what the recipe said. I was just easing up on the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're showing us how we shut down communication that inhibits mm. rapport. And one question I want to bring up or, or for consideration, we're paying attention to uh, whether the child is auditory or visual yeah. or whatever. But what if, as a parent, I really don't know, I'm not even aware of myself? That's right. So if you look at you, for example, a visual will stand up. They, they tend to be tall or they would tend to look like they're tall. They'll be on their toes even sometime. They'll talk with their hands. They talk a lot because what they're doing is they're describing a picture. So if you're one of those people, you're 40% of the population. And those of you out there that aren't visual, it's a really good one to learn because 40% of the population are visual. So if you want to communicate with half the population, (laughs) you might like to learn what visuals do. Um, The next one is the kinesthetic. Now, they can often lean back. Sometimes they're so leaned back that um, you wonder if they're going to move. Um, and there's two types of kinesthetics. There's that deep thinking kinesthetic that will, you know, you give them an idea on Friday, they'll get back to you Monday. Um, and then there's that acting kinesthetic, that kinesthetic that says, I could do that. So they get a gut feeling that they could go ahead and do that. And so that visual and kinesthetic can actually work together. I'm very much high in both of those. Mm-hmm. So I can get a gut feeling that we need to go ahead, but I can also see how it's going to work. So that's a common, what we call synergiza. So those two are very common. However, you've also got auditory. They'll turn their ear and stand up and they tend to raise their voice or lower their voice. Oh, my God, you know, this happened this morning. and. And then the rain came. And so they sing almost as they talk because – and they they can talk a lot as well. So what we need to do with an auditory if they're talking too much is say, you know what, thanks very much for catching up, loved catching up, I'll catch up with you next time, just got to run. That's not being rude, it's just you being appreciative of your own time. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, and the ADs – May not, may not say much at all. They will be looking at the facts. And, and in fact, it was the ADs that I found really challenging when I was curing myself of lupus because they would only work off the science and the research, whereas I was researching my body and I was looking at the changes that was happening in my body and feeling the changes by changing what I was doing. And, of course, the doctors didn't like it at all because they only had research to go by. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, my goal was to marry up with a doctor, to work with a doctor, have the two hands of medicine come together so he could have the research and I could have the visual kinesthetic and the knowledge of the, the mind. And when we put those two together, it was going to be very powerful. Sadly, the doctor that I um, started working with was killed by a car and it was the saddest thing. Mm, wow. But um, my goal was to bring the two hands of medicine together. And so the AD, we need the ADs. I, I, you know, as a visual kinesthetic, I need to work with AD people, people that have everything on time, people that know the facts, people that, um, yeah, because a lot of visuals will go broke because mm -hmm. we just see the big picture and we don't do the detail. We don't give the detail to what we're, and I've been, I've gone broke in property development because all I could see was the big picture and I didn't listen to the accountant who was saying this is very risky. <laughs> and, and Linda, it seems as though the, this understanding ourselves and understanding others and coming together to uh, to really examine how we're, you know, relating to each other can really improve rapport and communication in all areas of our lives. Absolutely. Look at work, at school. Yeah. Um, when I when I work with kids, especially even on Zoom, I'll say, "Do you realise you're the only kid in your school that's getting this information? That you can take this information? For example, um, if they've been born when we oh my gosh, wait till we open up the iPad and one next session, Jean. It's going to blow you you guys away. Please come and listen to that because I'm going to show you how to change uh, spelling patterns of children mm -hmm. and how children can learn and get 100% in their grades because of the way they change their eyes. It's so profound. I won't do that today though, but um, yes, it's, it's just profound. Um, the other thing is about how do – yes, we know how they represent the world, but what about the way they learn? So, for example, you've got kids that are why learners. They need to know why. <laughs> so you'll need to, rather than say, oh, because, you know, because you want to brush them aside, answer the question. Why are we doing that, mum? Why do we go there? Why do I have to be at school on time? My son would say, why do I have to have matching shirt with matching shorts? <laughs> <laughs> In other yeah. words, I'm not yeah. visual. It doesn't mean anything to me. You are. Um, and I said, oh, um, <laughs> why don't you just put on whatever shirt you want, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, so he was a wire learner. He wanted to know why because, um, yeah. And then the next type of learner is the how learner. And the how learner needs demonstration. So, for example, if you've got a child that needs to know how something done, then, you know, send him out to the garage with your husband if they want to learn about what's happening in the garage. Or if your husband's a cook, I used to put my son up on the counter and my husband was a cook and he would show him how he cooked. Like, how does he make rice and how does he – and my son has become a great cook mm. um, because we showed him how. It's demonstration. They need to know how. Um, the next lot of learning is the what learner. Now, these um, what learners, they need more information. So they need what is that that's going on? What exactly is happening? So they'll need more information. They're the people that will go to Google. They'll go and get more information on what you're talking about. Um, and then you've got the what if learner. Now, the what if learner is very interesting. They'll need to be able to ask questions. They'll need um, guarantees. 
and they'll need testimonials. So they, the what if, what if I could do it that way? And I think I remember doing that. But what if I could do it that way? And, and in a way, it's what we call inductive reasoning. You're thinking outside the square. I was always thinking outside the square. So what if, you know, what if I could cure myself of lupus? What if, you know, what testimonials or what people have done that? And I started following them. So if your child's asking, you know, they want questions answered and if they're asking you a lot of questions, they need them answered. And so that's, you know, it's really important for us to understand, you know, that there are four ways we represent the world and there are also four ways that we learn. Sadly, this is not taught in schools and a lot of our teachers are, are in fact AD. They put all the points up on the board and not only 10% of children can represent that. So unless the teacher is is showing demonstration on how to do that. So at sports camp, I learned a lot from that. I would say why we're going to do this activity and then I would go and demonstrate the activity. Now those kids that didn't know how to play t-ball or didn't know how to hold a racket properly or didn't know how to play hockey or didn't know how to score at the soccer field, now they know it's been demonstrated. And they've had a, a go at doing it themselves. Now they get to sit down. What questions do you have? And it's really important, adults, that you ask child, what questions do you have about that activity? Mm, yeah. You know, when I took my son around Australia with me, he came with me because I think the best education is in travel. And he learned to play the didgeridoo and he learned to work with the rangers in the flora and fauna. And he had to do a book. And he had to write a story about everything he saw that day, you know, um, what he saw. It was the research. Him and his mate came together. Jean, their books were exactly the opposite. Oh That's what I'm saying. Kids yes. do not see things the same. His mate, when you talk about going up and looking at the crocodiles and looking at Catherine Gorge and the top of Australia, his mate had a totally different perception to what Nathan had. That so it's interesting. It was really interesting to read. I'm thinking, how does this guy? I learned so much about well, perception. And and I think Linda, your these skills and this knowledge that you're empowering us with shows us how to be a little bit lighthearted, have fun, and be open to learning, which mm -hmm. is, you know, really amazing. And I can see how this will help build rapport. These skills are absolute game changers in communicating with our children and really understanding ourselves as well and being open. And like you're saying, ch it changes our perspective and perception yep. of how we have seen things or how we you know, work or look at uh, our children and even ourselves. So self-understanding and self-awareness is everything. Absolutely. And rather than shutting it down and saying you're wrong because yes. it doesn't suit your style, what what would be great is to just say, that's interesting. That's interesting. I love that. That's yeah, I say that a lot now. That's interesting. Can you share a bit more of that with me? And then because the child we, gets to share. And we learn. We can learn a lot from our children. Absolutely. 
And uh, with the different types of learners and learning styles, uh, you were sharing how some need more information or (laughs) then that means as a parent or a teacher or coach or whatever, I can, you know, really become more inspired to learn more about that particular subject. Mm. And, and, And learn how that child not only represents the world, but how they learn. Now you can assist them with their learning. Yeah. Because you're going to get into rapport with them, use their words, and now you get that they are a why learner, so you can ask, and why would you? And so that resonates with them. So why do you think, or what exactly, how, how, can, we, how can we break that project down? You know, yes. let's have a look. You've got seven sections to that project, and you've got seven weeks to do it in. What if you were to do one section per week how would that sit with you mm, yeah and all of a sudden what you want is the, is the kid nodding their head so the subconscious mind loves this material and it will nod the head when you've got a child nodding their head they like the way you're talking mm, pay attention it's a to whole that. different way to communicate and the child's now Wow, what's happened to mum she's talking to me differently <laughs> <laughs> yes and as you said earlier you know, children want to be seen and heard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're ready for a brief commercial break. So stay tuned for more tools, skills, and wisdom to empower our children and empower ourselves on this fantastic continuation of our series, Create Confident Kids, with a renowned expert, Linda Dyer, joining us today from Australia on this very special series, Create Confident Kids, with an emphasis on communicating effectively with our children. Linda is a transformational coach, certified NLP trainer, trainer of matrix therapies, transformational coach, and author of the number one international bestseller and, of course, many bestselling books, but this one, Create Confident Kids. That's highly recommended. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. 
because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Dot com or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email. Or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love. This is a very special show today, a continuation of our new series, Create Confident Kids with our renowned expert, Linda Dyer, joining us today from Australia. Linda is an award-winning number one international best-selling author of many books, including You Can Make It Happen, Create Confident Kids, that I highly recommend. Linda is a transformational coach, 
certified NLP trainer and matrix trainer of matrix therapies and a global humanitarian. So let's dive in with more wisdom from Linda. Linda, can you share some tools and techniques and strategies to help us really? uh, I mean, you've already shared a wealth of information, but in this segment, give us some basic tips and tools. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most, this story is coming to mind, Jean. It's a true story about a a mother and a child. And the child said to the mother, "Um, I'd like to play saxophone. And the first thing the mother said was, and I'd say 80% of people out there would probably say is, we can't afford that. And I'd love to clear that completely because the child never got a chance to say how she'd already worked out how she could do it. So we're shutting down the whole concept of what the child was thinking. And so the child races to their room, bangs the door, and this this woman had been to my courses and she went, oh, Linda Dyer's going to kill me. <laughs> so she goes into the daughter's room and she says, I'm so sorry. He says, Mum, I've already worked out how I can buy the saxophone lessons. Mm-hmm. She said, okay. She said, that's interesting. Tell me more. What would you like to say to me? And she said, "I, you, you are a pain when you wash the car. So she said, can I wash the car? You can just pay me 10 bucks." And the mother said, oh, I could do that. And she said, well, don't you think two of the neighbours would like to do that too? So she said, there's my $30 to pay for saxophone lessons. So she said, oh, my gosh, it was that easy. She said, yeah, mum, all you had to do was listen. Isn't that interesting? Mm, And ask better questions like "What, what have you got in mind? So she started playing, uh, doing saxophone lessons and she said, Mum, all I have to do is work out how to buy my own saxophone. A lady in this workshop, the same workshop, stood up and said, can I enter the conversation? I am a grandma. I bought a saxophone for my grandchildren. I just forgot to ask them if that's what they wanted to play. I have a spare saxophone. I would like to give it to your daughter. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Amazing. That happened in front of 500 people. Amazing. And I know. And I just wanted to share how quickly, once we learn to stop blaming kids and cutting them down, and because those kids then come to me and they can't even set a goal because we've been slamming them down for so long, saying you can't do that, you can't do that, that lack of self-esteem, that I don't feel good enough, I don't feel worthy. And the kids are stuck, I've never been hurt, I've never been hurt, I don't know, rather than, okay, how would you like to, if you'd like to play saxophone or if you'd like to get a bike, how would you like to help me make that happen for you? Have you got some ideas? So why don't we sit down and work that out? It's so calming. Now the child is in control. Mm. And you as a parent can take a step back because of all the beautiful words you've said and all of a sudden it's a totally different conversation and you you get this pride. You're so proud of the children and they're so grateful just because you heard them out. And Linda, what's so inspirational is the working together. You know, you think, gosh, I can't afford it and the kid got a whole another idea (laughs) to make it happen, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, and that comes from our, when we were growing up and we were continually told, you can't afford that, we can't afford that, we can't afford that. We go into our businesses and we go to buy something for our business and we go, oh, we can't afford that. It just goes through our whole life rather than getting rid of that whole scenario and saying, well, how can we afford it? How did I put myself through university? My parents couldn't afford it, but I worked out a way to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, and how did I, you know, how could I write 13 books and get them published? They're not cheap. Exactly. (laughs) You have to work out how can I make that happen. So that became my language. How can I make that happen? And so that if a parent was to think about that when a child's asking them and stop blaming um, the child and, and thinking the child's wrong, so, okay, if you'd like to do that, how could you make that happen? Mm, How could yes. we make that happen together? I love that. What sort of ideas have you got? Ask better questions. I tell you what, not only does a child become more empowered, you become more empowered as an adult. Yes, it brought me to this question, brings me to this question of if I'm a parent and I'm, I don't feel worthy, I don't feel good enough, you're mm. passing those beliefs on to your child how can the parents really wake up and change if they feel unworthy undeserving and i'm not good enough and passing this on to their children yes so when you start feeling really good about who you are and you start looking in the mirror and working out what are your wonderful traits as a mother as a father as whatever as a teacher whatever you look in the mirror and say, what is great about me? Look, it, it's it's not an easy t- thing to do at the beginning, and it's the best thing you ever did. Because you know what? The universe put you on the planet for a purpose. That's what they did. They put each of your children on the, per- on the planet for a purpose. They put you on the planet for a purpose. And so by continually telling yourself that you're not good enough, you're – you're saying to the universe that they did a bad job. Well, uh, hello, I don't think so. So what was it that is special about you? So when I had to do that, it was challenging at first, really challenging. I could think of all the things of what I could improve and four things of what I was good at. <laughs> yes. So then you start looking and you, when you get dressed every morning, you have more pride in how you get dressed. If, if you're working from home or working from an office or just being in front of the kids, it doesn't matter. Just what is the pride? How do you, how, when do you feel happy about you? Because I tell you what, that energy sends out a whole new vibration and the kids are going to feel it. And then you start communicating with the children and saying, how would you like to do that differently? Who would you, how would you like to do this? I remember a coaching client and I said to them, I want you to go home and throw flour at your kids. And she said, what? And because she was a tidy freak, everything had to be tidy and in control. And I said, honey, you need to play with your kids. Bring them into the kitchen. Make a mess. Um. You might have seen my Facebook thing yesterday. I made what we call lamingtons out here in Australia, which is an Australian Day thing. And I was – the kitchen was a mess, Jean. It was a total mess. <laughs> I had chocolate all over my blouse. Um, I don't even eat cake. You know what I mean? But it was it's just that fun. Well, I've had over 90 likes on that Facebook because people just love the fact that you can be vulnerable. Yes. Yes. You don't you have know, to be – you don't have to, to be yeah. perfect. 
Mm-hmm. We don't have to be in control of everything yes. all the time. Let your guard down. Allow allow yourself to roll on the floor with your kids. Have fun. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Have fun with those kids because I tell you what, they are fun. They really are fun. And, you know, it really opens up our heart and connects us to our own inner child. <laughs> being Absolutely. And I clear a lot of inner children, Jean, but um, who were didn't feel like they had the resources. So mm. give give your children the resources of what they want to do, and then they won't become a coach's nightmare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at a later yeah. life, they'll go on asking their children great questions. They'll go on realizing that we're all mm-hmm. empowered. So, Linda, tell us who benefits from your services, and how can listeners connect? Uh, well, I work with some OCD children. I'm actually working with an OCD adult mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, I work one-on-one with people. I do Zoom coaching. I do face-to-face coaching. Um, my book, um, Healing Your Immune System, has gone ballistic because people can have a look in there. I'm actually teaching you. All my books are designed the way NLP works. Why did we get sick? How? Can we do something about it? What exactly is it? And what if I was to change my mindset? So I've living my material even through my book. So, yes, you can learn from those. Um, lots of different ways, Jean. So through a conversation, yeah. All right. Wonderful. And definitely through our shows. And our next show will be on eye patterns. We uh, are really excited about uh, the next show uh, coming Mm. forth and thank you so much Linda for being here today teaching us how to build that rapport and effective communication with our children how to get into rapport uh, how to learn how children represent the world and to be knowledgeable about learning styles thank you so much today for being here and I invite listeners to tune back on demand, listen back on demand and share our show with others. Thank you so much, Linda. It's an absolute pleasure, Jane. I'm just grateful and honored that you invite me on. I just love the sharing. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. We're going to close out with Linda's motto, you can Make it happen now. We are models for our children. And it's time to get rid of that old programming, engage in activities to stimulate personal growth and development, live happier, healthier, and create a life we love for ourselves and our children. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, An empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.